0: Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Hi there, I'm Kelly Shub. I'm so happy you are here today. We are in a two-part series on safe kids. And with the shooting that happened in Uvalde, I have just noticed how um, the stress and angst in the parents that I coach and some of the um, energy that I sense in the camps and preschools and little schools that I frequent to treat kids with for occupational therapy, there has just been this kind of increase in worry and I can see it. And so last week we talked about how to create a and be the safe place for your child, that you are the safe, the safety for them, what you provide for them. Today, we are going to shift gears a little bit and we are going to talk about one thought, one thought that can be a game changer in safety for your kids. And in regard to keeping your kids safe, there are so many different levels to be alert on. There's online safety, there's physical safety, there is, you know, safety in different aspects of physical when they're on the playground, when they're in the swim pool, when they're crossing the street. So it can be so overwhelming and so exhausting as a new parent or even a very aged parent with many kids because it's so many different things to think about. Okay, so I'm going to start by this one thought because this can be so huge and then we'll dive into three different scenarios. Okay, here is our thought. Well, first, let me go back and explain. If you are new to me, I'm Kelly Shoup, longtime over 20 years, parent coach, pediatric occupational therapist. So I've been working with young kids. My love is age three to eight, up to 12-ish. But now my kids, my own three children are oldest is 18. So I've kind of been parenting up into the college age group. And I coach parents with the, all the ages on up to college. But in these young ages of three to eight, I have been asking for years, all kinds of questions to kids in my sessions with them. I like to know what they think about this. What's their favorite color? What what do they think about their dad? Since dad's day is coming up, father's day, I've been asking this week. So what are you going to do for your dad? Or what's your favorite thing about your dad? So I'm constantly asking questions because they're they're my group. I want to know. I want to be in the know with these little three to eight year old people that are amazing. And so- If something will happen, you know, maybe some some child got, um, went in the wrong room in their preschool. And so some child that I'm working with might say, oh my goodness, you'll never believe what Mackenzie did. She ended up down the hall in the wrong room. And I will ask a question, well, how do you think that happened? What do you think, you know, we could do differently? So I will often ask kids, what, um, have you ever gotten lost? Have you ever been scared or separated from your parent, And sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no. And I'll ask, okay, well, well, what do you do? And so many kids will say, nothing. I don't know what to do, but I just, um, the nanny was supposed to watch me or my mom is gonna take care of that. And so here is the shift that is a game changer. And because this, I've been in the world of young kids for a really long time, they are very capable of this empowerment. So here's our thought. Protect them by empowering them. I want you parents to think about how can I Instead of protecting them by all the things I'm going to do, and of course we are because we're the parent and we're responsible and going to take care of them, but I also want you to have a new thought that is I can also protect them by empowering them to have a few skills, to know one or two or three things to do, even at the young age. Of three, four, that when we go to the park or when we're at home, and I'll explain this home situation, or when we're in an unfamiliar place like the airport or um, a hotel on vacation or somebody else's um, neighborhood on a street in outside in somebody's yard, um, that they have a few things they can do to get themselves to a safe spot okay so our thought is protect them by empowering them and we're first going to talk about how to do this how to start this at home and it looks like talking to your child about if something seems too loud overwhelming if they walk into maybe um, the family room and there is, maybe the parents are watching a movie that seems loud and kind of scary, you can you know hear some violence, that kids can remove themselves, remove themselves to get to a safer place that's not as loud, not as overwhelming, not as scary. And so this is how we start this dialogue. And this dialogue, we're gonna have For years and years, probably till they're 25, helping them understand ways to keep themselves safe. And we're empowering them do this, here's this, take this step, do this skill, because they're absolutely capable of helping themselves to be safer. And kids also, it empowers them. They have a good feeling of knowing. I'm, I don't have to rely completely on somebody else. So these couple of young kids that I was asking, what What do you do if you're lost? Nothing. They had nothing to do. That's, that's a really even scarier place to be because young kids are very capable of contributing a lot, of doing a lot, of um, keeping themselves in a healthy, protected, safe way, if we help them with it, okay? So first scenario, explain it at home, where your child feels safe, everything's familiar, they know, okay, this is, if I feel unsafe, if something gets overwhelming, if something is too much for me, I can remove myself from the the family room, And go find a safe place that feels better. And again, I just would talk to my kids about it. My youngest one would do this all the time. So she's the youngest of three. We would have a couple families over maybe on a Friday night for dinner. um, Lots of kids playing. And my youngest one is the one who is Very, all of her senses are very sensitive. So everything, all the um, information and stimuli from the environment, it can overwhelm her much quicker than my other two kids. And so she would be in the mix with all of us. And then I would notice she was gone. And I would go up to her room and I would always find her. She was in her room reading to her stuffed animals. She had them all lined up. She had her certain um, order of books that she liked to read to them. And that was how she removed herself when it got too overwhelming her system. Sensory system was like unsafe, alarms going off too much. So she would go to her room where it was quiet and she could get her systems, everything feeling a-okay, calm and safe again. And so that's what I want you to help your kids do at home because it will play out as they get bigger. And so today we're just starting at these young ages, three to eight, with the thought, protect them by empowering them. We're going to empower them at home to know what they need to do to find a safe spot, even in their home. If they're outside playing in the yard, everything's fun. There's lots of family out there, cousins, grandparents. And maybe I've had a child before get um, sprayed with a sprinkler or a hose. And that was so um, startling. Ran right inside, hid under my bed. That was like, okay, this is the safe spot. Never been in my bedroom before. But just, again, wanted to get away a place to be safe and so if you start having a conversation in your home what does safety feel like to you what would make you want to remove yourself from the family room to go find a safe space and what would that safe space look like and could you tell mom what that safe space is so i'll know where to find you So that's what I had to do with Rachel. You know, she removed herself and took herself to the spot that felt best for her. I did not pick it. I let her. And so it was her room with her stuffed animals, with her books, with all the things that she liked to calm her system. And so then I just said, okay, every time you feel like you need to leave, she says too loud, it's too this, it's too that. I said, I know. I get it, but every time you need to leave when it feels too much, will you come to the same spot? So I could have comfort if she was not there in the mix of all the kids and parents that I could find her quickly in one spot and she agreed. So I didn't have to look in the yard, look in my bedroom, look all the different places. We could very quickly come to an agreement. She's going here to feel safe. And I can find her there and that makes me feel safe because my job as the parent is to keep her safe. So I wanna know where she's at and um, that she is okay. So that's at home. And again, parents just um, in a very normal, um, like this is just what we're gonna talk about, this safety conversation, we're gonna have it a lot. We're going to talk about, you know, um, clothing and online safety and all these different things. So we're going to start right here today with the young ages, um, finding a safe spot at home. Second scenario, still with our thought, we're protecting them by empowering them, giving them just one or two things they can do. Now, the second place we're going to do that is At the park, at a neighborhood park, maybe it's your apartment park, the one place, the playground at the school that is by your house, a familiar spot where your kids spend a lot of time um, playing with friends and there's swings and there's, you know, a soccer field. I want them to have one or two things they can do in this familiar environment, but it's different than home, okay? And so this is looks like you pull up to the park, you pull up to the playground, you ride your bike, scooter, walk, strollers, all the stuff. And you're gonna have a quick huddle up, a team meeting. I do this so much with my kids still all the time every day almost because we are in some scenario that I wanna make sure everybody is in the loop and clear on what's happening. I want to kind of put out a plan so they can know, okay, this is gonna happen. Again, it makes them feel better. It makes them feel to safe to know, okay, we're here. I'm gonna talk to mom for a minute. Then we're gonna go play on the playground. So when we're at the playground, I'm just going to say, hey, I want to talk about today two things, two ways you kids can help stay safe and stay connected to me. And I'm absolutely going to be looking for you and looking after you and making sure I can see you every few minutes. But there's four of you kids. And there's one of me. So I want you to help me by looking for me. I'll be looking for you. But I want you to also try to keep your eyes on me every so often. And I will, again, you know, this is just a baby step in how we're going to do this every time we go to the playground or to the park. But I will tell them, okay. I'm going to come ask you if you've looked up to see where mom is. And we're just kind of building this muscle of, yes, mom's looking after me. But even as a young child, I am capable and I am empowered to look for mom. And kids are very astute. They absolutely know they don't have the keys. They don't have the cell phone. They don't have the um bag of goldfish they don't have the water jug like mom does and so if they know where mom is they're in touch with all the goods but they they don't have any unless they know where mom is at and so they very quickly will learn oh yeah she's right there and you know when you have different ages of kids you're at the playground you're all over the place one's on the slide then you're pushing one on the swing and so i just encouraged my kids look for mom look up and say oh there's mom because that makes them feel safe that trains them to be looking to keep us connected which makes both of us feel safe now if they look up and there is no mom they're like no mom now we have talked so in this huddle up If you don't see mom, if you look up and there's no mom and you look around a little more, still no mom, here are two things you can do. And so I, again, would just repeat over and over and over when I took my kids to the park. This is what we're going to do. You're going to look for mom. Mom's looking after you. But if you don't find mom and you're worried, here are two things you can do. Number one, look for somebody who looks just like mom, who was a mom of other kids. And so I would talk to my kids about what this looks like. This is somebody who, you know, she's probably got the bag that has the diapers falling out and the banana, and she might have, I had a, a dog with a leash, and she looks approachable and friendly, and you see her with kids. So if you were at the park, you look up and you can't see mom and you need an adult to help you with something, or you are scared at the moment, go say something to somebody who looks just like your mom. This is so helpful. And I love to put this in place at the park. I am a big role player. Like we're going to go to the park today. We're going to talk about this. I want to know. Is there anybody here who looks like me, who you would say, oh, I would go talk to her. I wanna know what that person looks like to them, to know, are we on the same page here? Are we getting the message across to ask somebody who could be safe and who would know instantly how to help my child? So what does somebody who looks like me look like? And would you be okay going up and saying, I can't find my mom. Can you please help me? And I would give them those words and say, okay, could you say that to me? Would you be afraid to say that to a strange mom? Could we practice this? And again, when kids are prepared for things, they're absolutely capable of doing it. And this makes them feel so much better when they're at the park. I've got a skill. I know what to do. i practiced it. And we're empowering them. The second thing they can do at the park or the playground, the familiar space, is look for the security guard or the police officer that they see there a lot. And I will do this by when we go, oh my goodness, there's Mr. Bob. Mr. Bob's our police officer here at the neighborhood park. So I will, again, intentionally kind of point out, everybody, oh, let's wave to Bob, just to kind of put it in their mind, this is Bob. And I will, we'll wave to Bob, we'll keep on going, we'll get to the swings, and I'll say, okay, if we, you know, get separated and you fall down, or you have a question, or you need help, Bob's our guy. He's going to help us. Let's ask Mr. Bob, okay? So two different ways when you are at the park or familiar place to help empower your kids to get to safety, to help themselves, that they have skills to do something for themselves that helps them feel safe. Okay, last thing is when you are in an unfamiliar place at the airport, um, if you are, you know, at a vacation hotel or something, and I guess maybe let's go back to the airport. Let's, I'd like to say someplace that you're moving, maybe you're, um, you know, walking down the street or you're headed, you know, from one soccer field to another soccer field or something. I always had, again, a quick huddle up with my kids because there's one me and three of them. And usually there was a friend and a dog and it it was a lot. So I could just say, you know what? Eyes on me. One, two, three, eyes on me. Please help me by looking up to see if you can see me. I'm absolutely looking for you. But you can see me and that helps too. And so I would say to the youngest one, the three-year-old, your job is to watch mom. And if we were in the airport, you know, I might say, okay, well, you're going to help get the bags out. Catherine, can you um, help get the stroller? Rachel, your job is to watch mom, is to stand right by Catherine and watch mom. And she was so focused on it and here again with these young kids they love to contribute and they are so incredibly capable and they're so used to not having a job to do that they're like she picked me i get to watch her i'm yeah sign me up i'll do it um boys males are wired for, um, to fix problems. They want to know if you've got a problem and they want to fix it and they are single focus. And so if I have a young boy, I will say, here is my problem. Can you please help me with my problem? And all these young boys are like, absolutely. What can I do? What do you need? I need you to keep your eyes on me because I'm trying to watch so many other little kids that I can't watch everybody, but if you can solve my problem of keeping your eyes on me and staying with me, that would be huge. So it's just simple things that can make all the difference in helping empower your kids to stay safe. And this is the thought, protect them by empowering them. Okay, one last thing that I want to say in regard to summer swim pools and lifeguards. And I just saw this in the news that was incredibly frightening to me because as a um, as a long time fan of kids. So I grew up babysitting. I was a lifeguard in high school and college. I nannied in college. I taught swim lessons through high school and college at the pools that I lifeguarded at. So I have a lot of experience with water safety and CPR certification and all the stuff. And I have pulled out as a lifeguard in high school and college, numerous kids who um, could not swim, who their parents had no idea what their water skills were, thought they could swim, or a child who was sent to the pool with a babysitter or a nanny or a friend's parent who didn't understand what that level of independence was with swimming. So in the news recently, there is a shortage of lifeguards all across the nation, which is so incredibly frightening to me because I've had some very real drownings almost happen right in front of me. And so our kids need to be independent swimmers and young kids can be. But parents, I encourage you, do not send your child with anyone else but you, a nanny, if you do not have a child who can swim at least 30 feet independently to get to the side of a pool. It is just too risky. And because there's such a shortage of lifeguards all across the country at all types of pools I just want you to um, keep your kids safe like keep them with you don't send them and think oh there's usually a lifeguard at that pool they'll be fine there might not be this summer and that is um, just you know an incredibly frightening spot to to be in because our kids absolutely need to be watched under the water and even good swimmers can get mixed up they close their eyes they can dive for something i have pulled kids out of the water when they are great swimmers but they got disoriented underneath the water i pulled my own kid out right before i had rachel Catherine was three and swimming but she flipped upside down in three feet of water at, at swim lessons and i had to go in and get her because she could not write herself. So, again, just be on alert and do not put your kids in any type of camp under anybody's supervision unless they are independent swimmers. I have a friend who her um, young son was lost um, in the pool area at a very reputable, you know, half day camp lots of lifeguards, lots of people certified, but they couldn't find him. And it was the scariest thing. I had another situation where I was um, in Florida with on vacation with my three kids. I think Rachel was one and a half, very young. This other mom had four kids and we were at a community pool There was a camp going on, the camp counselors were teaching the kids how to swim, and they were supposed to be sitting or standing right along the side of the pool. Well, one of the little campers slid into the pool and did not know how to swim, and the camp counselor did not notice. Thankfully, my friend did, so she yelled my name, and as I saw the child under the water too, And then I had seven kids while she did CPR and helped save this little boy because the camp counselor had not noticed. And the manager, it just ended up being so many things went wrong that should have been in place to go right. And I want to just encourage you parents today because it's the start of summer to really be um, just keep your kids safe in regard to swimming and the water, it can happen in an instant. And unless you really watch your child. And I mean, I would, I would tell my kids, if we went someplace new where there was a new pool, I would say, I want to see you swim from side to side all by yourself because I'm, if not, I'm right in there with you and you need to stay by me because that is how um. I guess how um, just it's such a big deal to me, that water safety. I've had so many years in it and watched it. And so it's something that's so critical. Okay. So glad to have you on the podcast today. Go check out my new membership community. You can find me at kellycasieu.com. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much.